Hello listeners and welcome to this new episode of Your B-Side, the podcast that will uh, tell us more today about our guest, Lisa. Hey Lisa, welcome to this podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So looking forward to hear more about your B-Side and everything you do next to your A-Side. But yeah, first you're going to start by uh, sharing your A-Side, so your company and your role within this company. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> so I am the founder and CEO of Sahajan. Yeah. Sahajan is, obviously I'm biased, I was going to say he's a gorgeous snow, but Sahajan <laughs> is um, the first clean, clinically proven skincare brand based on the science of Ayurveda. And for context, Ayurveda is the ancient wellness science of India. Yeah. So if you've ever had a turmeric latte or done a ginger shot, a lot of that comes from Ayurveda and it's really the science of my heritage. Okay. So I was... Super excited to bring it to the modern beauty world. Great. And for listeners, mm -hmm. so they can find Sajan on sajan.ca.com? Dot com. Dot com. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Thanks, Lisa, for sharing. So let's switch to your B-side. We're going to start mm -hmm. with the sports. What kind of sports do you practice today? Oh, my gosh. It's like I feel like if my kids hear this, pod this podcast, they're going to be like, <laughs> does nothing um so yes i am not a natural athlete um i grew up a dancer though so yeah. i danced a lot as a kid and and then i became a fitness instructor during university okay. so i was a fitness instructor for a number of years and so now i work out and i practice yoga okay work out and at home mm -hmm. mostly or you go to to the gym well it's funny actually that you should say this because i'm in a bit of transition so you know we're all coming off pandemic time yep. so like many people i bought a peloton and <laughs> i uh, got into my peloton but it's time to get out into the world so my plan is actually to keep the peloton and get on it a couple times a week but also to join a gym twice a week so i think for me you know fitness is part of what i do not just for my health i do it for like mental fitness yeah. but i also just really enjoy it i enjoy the physicality of it and i think as a former dancer sort of getting out there i need, i love the loud music that's why i need to go back to a class environment like i love the loud music i love just sort of the freedom yeah. of being in a class so it's great good mm -hmm. so unfortunately for any uh, peloton uh, executive listening to the podcast uh, the stock is oh, not yeah. going to go back up anytime soon <laughs> but i'm keeping my peloton oh, so if okay. you're an executive don't worry i haven't let go because i'm I like it. I like it a lot. It's just like sometimes you need a you need to mix it up a little bit. Okay, great. So now we're gonna switch to movies. Any favorite uh, favorite movie you want to share, and why is that movie one of your favorites? Yeah, absolutely. And I want to preface this by saying your questions are actually harder than you think because yep. it's like one <laughs> of something. And so my choice is The Sound of Music, which sounds really kind of like an unusual choice, but it's an, it's a movie I've been watching since I was a kid. My, yeah. it was introduced to me by my parents and my, my mom actually watched very few movies growing up. Actually, like I can't even remember how many movies she watched with us, but the one that she would sit down for was the sound of music. She loved it. I loved it. My, my sister loved it. It was something we did as a family. Okay. And anytime it's on TV, even till today, I sit down and I watch it, and I have a secret crush on Chris Christopher Plummer. So it all works out. <laughs> Since I was young, <laughs> the sound of music. Okay, yeah, that's a good one for sure. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, soundtrack is uh, also also good. Maybe we'll have a playlist subject later in this episode, but we'll come back to it. We'll see if it's part of yeah. it or not. <laughs> yeah. Music is thematic in my life. <laughs> <laughs> good. And do you have time to watch TV series as well? And if this is the case, any TV series that you're watching at the moment? Yeah. So I don't have as much time uh to watch although but i but when i do i really get into things yeah. and so um 
you know, my favorite, I think of all time, I, I don't know why I'm into like mob stuff. So like Sopranos would be my favorite of all time. Yep. Right now I am watching, what am I watching right now? Um, probably in the last year I finished Jane the Virgin. So yep. for me, TV is escapism. Um, and so I really liked Jane the Virgin. I watched Superstore this year, but we've also been watching like a lot of European sort of I don't know what the right word is, like murder mystery. So yep. like Scandinavian stuff. It's been <laughs> That's good. Um, so we were talking about music with the sound of music. So we switch to music now. What kind of artist are you listening to? What will be your favorite artists? Oh, so I listen to a collection of everything. My, yep. my children, my children are now 13 and 10. So they've hit the stage where they're starting to get into music. So yep. we have some playlists that we're playing uh, all the time. Um, and so my music again affects my mood because everybody left this morning for school um, and work. And before I did, I often play music and like dance around the house. Um, and so, so again, a very eclectic mix, but I would say if I were to choose, actually Spotify tells me that my most played song is Lose Yourself by Eminem. Eminem. Good. I don't know what that says no. about me, but I was very thrilled to find out years ago, I saw a clip of Barack Obama yep listening to that before the democratic convention and i was like okay i don't feel bad that i listen to it all the time <laughs> <laughs> and you've watched the movie i guess eight mile right uh, yeah. I have, I have. yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good one it's a good one okay good uh do you have time to read and if this is the case what book are you currently reading mm -hmm. i purchase a lot more books than i read yeah. um a lot more which i think is i don't know if it's everybody's habit but it's a It's because there's a lot that I want to read right now. I'm reading, uh, it's called The Secret Keeper of Jaipur. Okay. It's a second and I think a three book series. Um, uh, you know, it's a bestseller at Indigo or Chapters. Uh, it's, it's just a great story. And again, I think for me, I often purchase like, more self-helpy or entrepreneurial things, yep. but I find I just want to dig into stories <laughs> because, you know, books, music, fitness, all of those are, to your podcast, I think I, I think when you spend a lot of time on your A-side, you need to do things that really fill your cup so you can contribute back to the A-side. So you're balancing, yeah, with all, all this activities, reading, yeah. this music, this TV series. As you said, when you watch a TV series, it has to be very light, very uh, entertaining. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that, mm -hmm. that's, that's definitely what a lot of entrepreneurs are sharing here on this podcast. That, that makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you have time to listen to podcasts, speaking, speaking of which? Yes, I like, yes, I'm a podcast listener. Yep. So one of my favorite ones, I don't listen to it all the time, is called You're Wrong About. And it's journalists and they take um, usually something that we know in like, I'm going to say like in popular news yep. and they actually deconstruct it. Okay. And they help you understand that the way you might see it is different from actually what happened. Okay. And so the reason that I came across it is I was once driving um to to meet a few girlfriends at a cottage and i ended up listening to uh a sort of a i don't know what the right word is like a voice doc uh, i guess it was it wasn't a podcast it was like a documentary on the okay. radio about monica Lewinsky. and then i was so sad that i had to turn the car off when i arrived and so i tried to find this same documentary i couldn't find it and then i was googling for a podcast that talked about monica Lewinsky, yeah. and i and i stumbled upon this podcast and For that particular topic, what they do is they deconstruct even the language that we use to to talk about the situation surrounding Monica Lewinsky, but they also tell you yeah. more factually what happened versus what we believe in popular culture. 
anyway, it's, it's a great podcast. And I, um, you know, I've listened to the, they have like three Princess Diana episodes and I grew up a Princess Diana junkie. So that was good. But they also look at like, again, mostly things in American uh, society, but, you know, things that we view, whether it's politics or certain phenomena, and they, they tease it apart and actually show you in some ways from their version, but they show you reality yeah. versus what we believe to actually have been. Yeah, what happened? I mean, it's good, especially these days, right? For all the information that we have, sometimes it's not contextualized. So it's good to go back in time mm -hmm. on this, uh, this specific element. So just renaming the podcast here, you're wrong about. And is it like weekly episodes or less than that? It's less than that. I can't tell you how frequent it is um, because I don't, I don't listen to it every time. But if I'm going for a long walk, it's the first yeah. thing I look to see what have they recently been talking about. Okay. And then, and then I pick it. Mm -hmm. And it's timeless anyway. So yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. So we're going to travel with you now, Lisa. So you wanted to talk about one of your uh, most memorable, memorable trips uh, was back in Europe, right? Yeah. So, so it, I, when I was doing my, my master's, I was doing my MBA, decided, uh, and it was a very last minute decision. Yep. I hadn't initially applied to do an exchange and then a spot became available and I thought, what am I doing? You know, I need to, to just change up my frame of mind. And so I ended up studying in France okay. in, uh, Rouen. and, yeah. Yeah. um, yeah, which was a beautiful opportunity. It obviously took me a lot around France, but then when school was over, I stayed and I backpacked. Um, through a lot of Western Europe and I went to Hungary and I went to the Czech Republic yeah. um, and that changed my life. It, well, I mean, so many things have changed my life, but it changed my life in a number of ways. I think the first was our program in France itself was in English. Yeah. Thank God. My French is okay, but it's not <laughs> full functional. Um, but everybody from the program, were, uh, it was a global program. So we had people from Argentina, we had somebody from Poland, we had you know, some people from India. And it gave me a global perspective yeah. that I really wanted to see. And coming from Canada, we're exposed to so much diversity that we think we see it, but what we, we see it in a Canadian context. Yeah. But we don't see it sometimes in its in a more true context. So that really had an impact on my life. But then also, I think it, that experience of like traveling to different countries, Again, trying the food, you know, when you, as much as you can when you're a backpacker, immersing yourself in the culture, but just seeing one of my favorite things to do on vacation is actually going to grocery stores and seeing like, what do people actually eat? Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, buying like the cookies that, you know, everybody's buying for their family. Like you really start to see other cultures. And I think I've always been interested in travel, but it, it made the world more accessible yeah. to me. It also taught me that I had so much to learn because when you're only in your own environment, you see the world very myopically and you kind of think like you can get very contextual and like either my way is the right way. I don't know if I ever thought that way, but but in that sort of this is the way and then you just see that there's so many other ways and you see that people around the world are so happy even if they're, um, you know, and you see that they're just doing different things to achieve that happiness. And I think it just makes you I think in general, travel makes you more adaptable, yeah. more resilient, but it also just, I don't know, it makes you, makes you just appreciate people yeah. in their, in their beautiful, in their beautiful nuances. Amazing. So yeah, meeting a lot of different cultures, as you said, leaving okay. this, uh, in these countries as well, allowing you to really uh, understand mm -hmm. how, how these, these, uh, these nationalities are living. How long was the trip overall? So I was in France for four months and then I backpacked for about another month after that. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Good. No, no, that's good. As you said, good learnings and especially Europe. Everything is so close by. And as you say, you did the difference with Canada. Canada is such a, a big country with only one uh, country. Uh, uh, the border was one country. But yeah, Europe, everything is close by and you can really switch from one culture to another one in just uh, just a few hours. So that's, uh, yeah. It's amazing. And I think it also kind of teaches you again, like after that, then I started to, you know, explore. I've been to now to, you know, Bolivia yeah. and and Peru and all these places, but I don't know that I would have done all those further travels if I didn't start there yeah. because it just shows you like it's accessible and you can do it and you should do it. Yeah. Agree. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was a great travel and also a great moment of your life basically. And mm -hmm. you had another moment of your life that you wanted to share and it's uh, obviously related to your A side as well. So can you share? Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Yes. Sorry. I had to contextualize it. So, you know, I think you asked about other moments in life that have changed me. And this one yeah. sounds much less exciting compared to the travel. But um, leaving my corporate career obviously has changed my life yeah. because I'm an entrepreneur now. But it it didn't just change it because it changed the way that I do things every day. But it changed like I in my corporate life. If you had asked me, you know, a year before I left, if I was going to leave corporate life, I would have told you no. Yeah. Like I was one. I had a very specific path. I loved where I worked. I passionately believed in the company. Um, and then, you know, I went through many shifts and iterations. And when the when I made the decision to leave, it was frightening. It was yeah. exciting. It was hard because I had a lot of people question my decision making. Yeah. You know, even my parents being, you know, Im immigrants and you know one of the reasons that were they came to canada was to start a new life yeah. for us and to you know almost create a stability and all of a sudden i chose instability was was really hard for them to grapple with um and you know there was like the functional like i often tell the story i was uh, fortunate i had you know moved to a certain level at a, you know at a young age and so I, my last day, I can remember like, you know, you clean up your desk and all that kind of stuff, but I was driving a corporate car and, you know, again, great fortune. I was driving a corporate BMW and I remember giving the keys <laughs> back and then being like, somebody's got to pick me up and take me home. <laughs> and then, you know, navigating a life where, which was great. And again, I come from a life of, you know, privilege that I have privileged support and I'm educated and, you know, I could leave a corporate job to take these risks, but all of a sudden I was taking the bus everywhere yeah. and, you know, no longer had income. And even as an entrepreneur, it's been so different because I came from this big world that was, you know, I worked for J&J &J at one point. Yeah. You know, if somebody from J&J &J calls you, you call them back. If you are owed something, you know, if you're working with a supplier as an example and you say, oh, can you tweak this for me? You know, yeah. they're on it. If you, um, you're never deprioritized, your things are all of those things. And now all of a sudden I'm this N of one asking people to do things. And it's, it's hard. I mean, we see it all the time. And so it, it was a dramatic shift in my life, not just for the career change, but for the perspective change, for the level of adaptability and resilience, again, which I, I talk about comes from travel, but it, it changes you to the core. Yeah. But I'll also tell you this from a very positive way. Um, like I look at my, not just my network, but my world now, and it feels bigger. Yeah. And I don't mean the business is bigger. I mean like my world, like the incredible people I've had the chance to yeah. talk with. Yeah. And just like the stories that I've learned and the people that have inspired me, um, I couldn't imagine it any other way. Yeah. So no regret doing this switch basically. And what was the trigger at one point that decided you to, 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 to become an entrepreneur? Was there like a specific trigger? 
Um, <laughs> one that you know, I should probably talk about over a drink, but, um, <laughs> but you know what, to, to be candid, um, you know, I think that for me, there was just, I hit this really interesting place that I was like, do I keep going yeah. where I'm going? And I could potentially, so I was working in pharma. I could potentially switch to pharma, you know, switch pharma companies and continue to navigate myself. Or do I try something? And I remember sitting down with, um, David Peterson, I don't know if you know that name. He used to be the premier of Ontario back yeah. when I was much younger. And I had met him in passing because my uh, a good friend of mine, and he worked at the same law firm, and telling him that I was doing this. And he was like, you know, what's the worst thing that ever happens to you? You go back and get a job. Yeah, like sure. if you don't take these risks and if you don't bet on yourself, you, try. you know, what are you doing? Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was good. Okay, okay. So yeah, no, and now Sajan being uh, your A side and really enjoying it. So mm -hmm. that's uh, that's a good a good story. Thanks a lot for for sharing this out. Uh, so next, your A side. You mentioned entertainment, music, uh, cinema, and so on. Do you have time for other hobbies? And do you have any other passions uh, next to that? Oh gosh, um, I'd like to. So I'd like to definitely get deeper into my fitness because I wasn't the greatest in yeah. in the pandemic. But I would say I actually I haven't. Uh, uh, like acted on this really in any meaningful way, okay. but I would love to be a brilliant cook. Okay. Um, because my mom was a really good cook. Um, and so I grew up in a house with really good food. My kids grew up in the grew up in a house with okay food. Uh, <laughs> and my husband doesn't love the cooking, but one I would love because my parents being from India and my mom being the South, which is like different food than you would sometimes have at an Indian restaurant. Often when you're yeah. at an Indian restaurant, particularly in Canada, you're eating North Indian food. Um, I would love to have one that food in my home and my kids to enjoy it. But I also, I feel like food is like, for me at least, it, growing up, it was it was love. It was the way my mom showed love. But also it's such a celebration. It's such a way to invite people into yeah. your home. I, I want to have this home that people enjoy and want to come to and is like an open home. Um, but I also want people, I just, I just want to be able to, to contribute to that with great cooking, but <laughs> I will still have you over, but I might order takeout. Yeah. Sounds good. Right now. <laughs> uh, come to Toronto. You come, you're always welcome. It's noted for my next trip. I'll, I'll let you know for sure. <laughs> so that, that's good transition to the next segment. Uh, we, uh, what's on your, so cook on your to-do list for the for the next uh, years what else do you have on, on your to-do list next to you obviously growing your your company your current company yeah obviously i mean i know you interview people with with big goals yeah. on their asap so that's obviously on my to-do list i think you know one thing that i've learned as i've grown the business is you do have to grow that other side of you or else yeah. <laughs> um it just it, it it eats you up and you're also not good, effective and so i think for me like personal things really focus on like fitness family friends Fitness. Oh, it's a lot of Fs. Family, friends, fitness, yeah. um, cooking, if I can add that in. And then, you know, because I have young children and I feel like this is a really unique time, like, you know, my, and they're really the loves of my life. Like, yeah. that's where I want to spend my time. Mm -hmm. Family time, for sure. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. And to finish this episode, Lisa, we're going to mm -hmm. talk about one anecdote you want to share to, uh, to our audience. And I think it has to deal with music, right? Oh, yeah. I so, so I want to, again, put the caveat when the original question was like, what's something that people don't know about you? And I shared it with uh, one of the uh, beautiful, amazing women that I work with. And she laughed because she was like, really, you? Because everyone thinks <laughs> this sort of like uh, Cosby show humor. Like I, I don't often uh, swear or anything like that. No. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just 
just not something that I do. But if I have a list, a playlist, and it's called Lisa Motivation on, on Spotify. And when my kids were younger, again, they never used Spotify and they just never used my phone. And so they didn't know what was on it. Yeah. But it's a lot of like Lose Yourself is the first song. <laughs> And then it goes to Drake starting from the bottom. And then it like kind of, I don't know if the word is escalates from there, but there's like a lot of profanity and a lot of like, and so it's like the, to me, it's like when I go through, when I go through difficult times in the business, it's what I listen to. If I need to get pumped up, what it's what I listen to. But I think I also mentioned earlier, like I love everything mafia. So I think that there's a side of me that's just like, wants to be out in the world dropping f-bombs and being angry or something i don't know what it is but it, it's um it's funny i guess for me music really sets the the mood yeah. and often i need it and um you know the first time i was on the shopping channel uh i mentioned the barack obama yeah. uh, president barack obama i used to listen to that music like while we were waiting to get on the shopping channel because i was just kind of like here i'm by myself this is what i need and so uh I think if people heard some of the songs on that, they'd be surprised. Because, yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. we'll share the link to the playlist, right? It's on Spotify, as you said. <laughs> so just a bit of parental guidance, right? So not. To oh listen. yeah, I may go and edit it actually. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Lisa. That was great to have you today on this podcast. So thanks, Lisa. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. And to all of uh, the listeners, so see you next week for a new guest on the on the episode and wishing you a great week until then. Bye-bye. <laughs>